This is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field. We're going to call this the week of replanting. A lot of replanting going on in both corn and soybeans out there. Every year we say there's a certain day or two that we shouldn't have planted anything. And this year it's going to be May 6th and 7th. With the rain that followed here in the central part of the state right there on the 7th and 8th and the cold temperatures beyond it caused a lot of trouble out there for our stands uh, both in beans and corn. So there's a number of bean fields that need to be completely replanted uh, because of those conditions and as well as cornfields being uh, spotted in. Many of you did jump on your hose last week and got out there and hit that crust before it got very hard and did a pretty good job of breaking it up and you were able to salvage the stands. As we walked these fields, that was a money maker. Now I'm not saying it made perfect stands, I'm just saying it salvaged those stands so that we don't need to be replanting them itself. A number of fields got too hard for the hose, so we used in a lot of cases the corn planter as a precision hoe when we went out there and broke that crust with something with a little more aggressive uh, action to it. And the fields that I've been walking today looks like that's also a success, a success for us as far as getting those numbers up there to where we can feel comfortable leaving the field itself. If you haven't run a hoe, probably the corn planter by now is the only choice that you're going to have or a VT tool to break this crust because that crust is pretty strong and um, you're going to have to be quick with it because we're getting too much swelling on the plant, both corn and soybeans. They're not going to take much more and we're going to have to uh, probably tear those stands out. Let's make these replant decisions pretty quickly but let's do it off of actual stand counts, not just drive-bys. Spend some time collecting data out there before you pull the trigger. We'll try to get something up on the website to help you with those decisions based on some of the fields that we've been in itself. Now the good news, the frost damage uh, that we were suffering last week has passed its uh, uh, course, meaning the corn is back on schedule and it's actually looking pretty good right now and we can resume our post sprays without any trouble out there. Uh, that corn's coming on strong. Still do have some silver leafing and stuff from the cold weather out there that uh, shows up as well as the past frost damage, but the new growth looks pretty good. Now, with the exception of side hill seeps and low-lying grounds, as we talked about right after the frost, that was my biggest concern. How would they handle the frost? There is a number of those areas that did not handle the frost and the whorls are dead. But you can tell that by now we've got enough time between us and the frost. If those center whorls are dead, even though the uh, leaves uh, at the base of the plant are still green, that corn's not going to make it. It's going to sucker out and do some strange stuff. That needs to be replanted. So again, we've got a, a lot of patchwork to do in that situation where we're setting the planter up and picking it down or we're putting the field cultivator and taking it out. Not tearing up whole fields, but tearing up sections of the field that were saturated and cold in those conditions afterwards. Now the nitrates are still coming in pretty strong, and they're mostly coming in from the dry area. Most of the nitrogen can be accounted for that was applied this spring, but there is a large portion more than I would expect in the second foot. That's indicating that we've had some movement, and it is causing us to bump our side dress rates a little because we don't give full value for that second foot. I expect when more nitrates start to come in from the wetter areas that we're going to find more and more nitrogen missing there and we're going to have to deal with it. With these temperatures on the climb like they are, we are just starting the what we call ugly corn phase. It should be really kicking in strong next week. So you're going to see some of those corn on corn fields kind of go into twists and turns and in color. 
Uh, you probably even see it by the weekend as far as uh, the time frame goes. So keep this in mind when you start to see fields changing. They're just changing because of the carbon panel that we deal with out there itself. Remember this corn is older than it looks. So with these temperatures, it's going to jump in this warm weather. It's going to take off and don't get yourself caught from a side dressing standpoint where it gets too big on you itself. From the cutworm side, the cutworm activity has been pretty weak or mild, which is a good deal. It looks like all of our controls are holding, whether that be traits in the corn or insecticides or a combination of both, because we see the early season or the early shot holes, a little bit of clipping, but it seems to hold at that point. And the only spraying that's going on really is in the unprotected non-GMO corn or in the cover crops. So the cover crops has been uh, one place where we're, we're having to spray. Remember, uh, crop tech will be closed Saturday through Monday in the holiday weekend, so keep that in mind with your uh, side dressing plans out there. And don't forget the summer testing is underway, so if you haven't already uh, put your soil test orders in for that, let's get those in so we can be efficient. With that, let's keep her moving and keep her safe.